so divorce court what is up with our girl i oh i love her i love you judge lynn you make life worth a living always dropping bombs and nuggets through which i get through all my relationships and i totally judge myself based on her standards and i have made quite a few mistakes so when i stand in front of judge lynn for my before year vows oh i'm gonna own it because that is the only way that she's gonna be able to get my hot mouse together anyways we had another before your vows which is of course my favorite favorite judge lynn uh, types of episodes but anyways this episode with nixon and jenkins was oh my god i want her to love herself like i when it started i was like oh my gosh i can already see where this is going this guy is a dick this guy is an asshole he's not treating her the way he does she deserves to be treated and it's just such a shame but i was just like oh my god i was just so sad for her because she did like judge lynn was saying like she did have like such a low self-esteem like she was not loving herself she was not loving her body um and it's such a shame that like she said like guys use like want me to pay for things so they either want money from her or they want sex from her and i think as a woman it is very difficult to come to that realization of the fact that like you are always constantly in this objectified space regardless of whether or not you want to be or not and you always have to be on guard like you're just taught from a very young age that you have to be on guard you have to be aware of your sexuality like you know all of a sudden you've slept with more than the people on one hand and like you're freaking out because there's just like there's this idea of just like you need like every guy is after that and so you have to like cover it it's something to be protected i mean my mom always told me like treat your body like a temple not to say that say that it's like the right way or the wrong way but like just knowing and being aware that we are in a sense like programmed to act a certain type of way or be a certain type of way is all i'm getting at i can't believe he is such a cheater and like a serial cheater and he doesn't even give a fuck that he cheats all the time and the way that it affects her like he honestly was seeming like a soul sucker you know what i'm saying and i don't necessarily think i agree with the idea of him being a con man but he definitely is just a soul sucker you know what everything that he thinks he's giving by like all these false promises and all that stuff to all these women and flirting with them like like to me he's not a con man he's just a soul sucker somebody who gets enjoyment and pleasure out of like in a sense just torturing other people and like in a sense like yeah he's giving them like short-term pleasure but long-term pain and that's what i feel like his intendant is going through like this very intense like consistent emotional abuse that is just like he always knows the right thing to say when she needs it but in the long term and in the long run he's not gonna show up but who knows and i hate that he considers flirting like a game i think that one of the big problems we have in relationships is this treating it like it's some kind of game like there's some like win like i'm supposed to win or you're supposed to win you know and 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 especially in dating and stuff like that and like how can you formulate a genuine relationship when you're just busy playing these games with people's emotions and giving them false hope and like not really have any interest in investing in them and just not being open and honest about that especially in the fact that especially in this episode he was like 
um, you know, told that one woman that he, what did he say? It was like, oh, that's just my, where he said, oh, that's just my baby mama. You know what I mean? Like, if he was willing to say that three weeks ago, I don't necessarily know if, you know, I'm about him. You know, like, he was doing that three weeks ago. Okay, so what, you're not texting, but you're still... Like, obviously, you're engaging in that behavior because you constantly got caught, like, in a different way. And it just saddens me that he gets enjoy or fun out of, like, misleading people. All right. And how do you want to have a baby? Like, that guy does not seem like he needs a... He doesn't seem like he needs a baby, but I feel like that's what all of the issues are about. Like, if I feel like if she just agreed to have his kid, he'd be perfectly fine and, like, really get on board with their relationship, which is such a shame because I don't I don't think that babies solve rocky relationships. You know what I'm saying? Baby, like in that situation is not going to make the relationship better and especially being a woman and already like especially for her like she already has kids so why would I put myself in a position once again where I could be left with another child that now I then have to take care of you know not that I'm not that I just feel like it's something that commonly happens to women and so I think you know as Judge Lynn says you have to control your fertility you don't control your life as a woman and until you control your fertility um, and that is so true because, um, and, and why I think that the fight for feminine birth control is like, and was important in finding something. And it's important for somebody to find stuff that works for them and stuff like that, because it is probably the, like the most liberal, one of the most liberating things that, um, have come about for women to allow them, um, the freedom of sexual exploration and w especially without shame, um, because there was a time where it was like something that you were constantly shamed and shunned for. Um, not that I'm saying that people should just all go out and just start having sex or anything like that, but just like having the option to be sexually explo explorative, explorative, but not uh, be somehow like buried in like all these children, basically. Um, and stuff like that but I do think situations like that are like free birth control you have like well I feel like they should be free birth control you have one kid one baby daddy leave you I feel like that's like birth control for life like I'm taking care of this kid by myself daddy's gone I don't know or like you know what I mean I feel like that should be like enough to make you be like okay now I'm gonna get my shit together and I'm gonna control my fertility but that is just not how it works but whatever that's just me that's how I feel like it should work I do love how he wants to be a father but doesn't care about anybody else's feelings but his own, you know, like she's sitting there talking about how like what he does make her makes her feel and actually has an understanding of that it all stems from her past and still does not respect her and love her enough not to do that to her. It's like, wow, seriously depressing and hurtful and why is she with you? Like literally through the whole entire episode as we're going through this, I'm like oh my god why 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 are you still with him you know what I'm saying especially when he started off all wrong you know what I mean he started off cheating on you like and it's every fucking month like girl love yourself and don't allow this to happen to you anymore like I I hope that she walks away but we all know she's not going to she's going to marry this fucking fool Ugh, 
so freaking strange so freaking upsetting but i also like how it's like three weeks strong really three weeks strong like i cannot do a lot of things for three weeks but it doesn't mean i'm like necessarily created a pattern and i'm never gonna do it again you know what i'm saying like at this point he's basically like a drug addict and or like you know what i mean so he's definitely like going through like he could do the three the three weeks of recovery but can he do a year of it we'll see All right, so let's get into these questions, these questions, these divorce court questions. So question number one was, do you think flirting usually leads to cheating? And so this is my stance on this. I don't think, and cheating to me is when you do not um, have a conversation or an open relationship with your partner where you guys converse about um, interacting with a partner outside of your guys' relationship. So I would just say this. I don't necessarily think that flirting automatically correlates to cheating or is going to make you cheat, but I think by flirting with somebody and not being open with them and not being open with your partner, you are allowing the seeds of deception to take root, and which is going to lead you down just a wrong path. You know, because you've already let the serpent in. Not like not that I'm saying that you can't do it. I'm just saying that I just feel like it's it's like you're putting yourself in a situation where it is a slippery slope. Um, I personally have nothing wrong with flirting or my partner flirting, but it's something that like in my relationship now we've like talked about like have been around each other when people are being like flirtatious with one of us and it's something that we talk about openly and joke about so I think that you know you have to keep those lines of communication open I think the only time in which flirting is dangerous is when you are not secure in your relationship like me and my partner make this joke all the time like Like, just recently, we went out, and, like, all these guys were trying to play pool with me. I was actually winning at pool, and I, like, dominated a table for hours, so I was, like, feeling pretty good. They were all technicalities. I was not really winning. But anyways, you know, my partner and I, like, there were all these guys talking to me, and, like, we were talking about it later, and it was, like, you know, there's no sweat on us. Like, you know, we just, like, pat our head, and it's, like, no sweat. Like, I'm why would I sweat when I am secure in my relationship And I'm secure in our communication. So I don't worry about like what he's doing if I don't see him or like what's going on on his phone. And he doesn't worry about what I'm doing. And like the funny thing is, I don't know if I've shared this with you, was like when we first, when I first got into this relationship, I was still going out with guys. I was still hanging out with other men. And my partner now would like get me dressed for those things, you know? And, like, help me pick out outfits because he is just, like, he's another story. He's just another story we'll deal with on another day. But he would do that for me because he knew that it was something that I wanted to do. And it was something that I didn't keep from him or try and shy away with. Like, I just owned it. I was like, this is what I'm doing right now at this point in my life. Either you're about it or you're not about it. And we can, like, hang out or we can't hang out and stuff like that. And it just so happens that he was totally supportive and he liked it like let's be honest he liked the idea that I was going out with these guys but I was just having dinner with them I wasn't like having any kind of like sexual relationship with them he just he liked like innocence I think it's just that whole masculine ownership weird thing that I don't understand we can ask him 
I'll ask him get back to you so I would say overall I would say no it doesn't I think it just does when you're not open and honest with the person you're flirting with and like the person who you're with like okay recent another recent thing was like uh when I was playing that pool game I lost that pool so I ended up having to give this dude my number I gave him my number but and he messaged me whatever I blocked the number and you know put the little like I blocked I put the little conversation on mute and then I blocked the number and that was it you know but my partner was there he read the messages he actually thought the guy was cute and I was like oh my god this guy is so fucking ugly like I don't even know what you're talking about like if I could like I can't even put the way this guy looked into words but it was just like no it's not going down like I'm not feeling any part of you sorry like you broke you busted and I'm disgusted simple so on to the last question which was how long would it take for a former unfaithful partner to regain your trust a six months b one year c two years and d eternity I think the key thing in regaining trust especially when you're dealing with somebody who's been unfaithful whether that be emotional or physically emotional or physical um, I think that's just like based on like the person for me personally like I think trust is like an everyday thing it's an everyday battle it's something that like you have to um, work at and and talk about so I mean I think in the beginning it would be really um, difficult because there's a lot of things that I would need to see there's a lot of things that I would need to hear to get me on a path to be like I trust you again but like trust is something that's easily lost and not very easily regained so I don't think that any of these like a b c d things like I don't think it should take I don't think you're all I think for eternity you're always working to have trust you know what I'm saying? But trust is just so easily lost. So I think there are times all the time where you're with someone and you lose trust and you regain trust. And it is kind of like, in a sense, this ebb and flow. Because as you grow in a relationship, there's a lot of emotions that come up when decisions have to be made. There's sometimes, and, and especially when you don't do certain things, there's a shame to that. Or you're not living up to your own expectations or the expectations that your partner has for you there's like a shame so I think that sometimes secrets do come and stuff like that and and you're feeling and because of that there's an insecurity that builds and that forces people outside so I think that it would just be an uphill battle on just working consistently and constantly on communication you know because communication is the only thing that I communication and like just like working and building the relationship from the inside out is like really the only thing that um would help me like get that trust back um but I don't know if I could ever really get over it you know what I'm saying and I don't want to be one of those people who harps on it because my mom told me this recently actually cause she watched the house with like Chris Pine Chris Pine and Octavia Spencer I think and she and in there there's a line that goes um to be angry means that you have to relive it every time you don't you only for you forgive once but like it, it was like some quote like that and I was like wow that's so real so like 
and for me like sometimes I do have a really hard time forgiving I don't know why that is okay a lot of people in my family hold grudges I do know why it is but I mean we still love each other but we definitely I feel like there are definitely there are grudges held but the love is not lost um And so I wouldn't, I don't know if I could still be with that person if I wasn't willing to forgive them. And I, because I would just be like, or like I couldn't trust them. Like I don't think I would ever be able to be with them or have any kind of relationship with them. And, and I'm, and I don't even know if I could get past somebody being unfaithful, you know, but I feel like if I couldn't, I just shouldn't be with them. You know, like I would just have to biz ounce out of that relationship and just be like it was nice while it lasted bye and i will see you tomorrow